This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 113 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple crimes involving, well, uh, masturbation. No point in beating around the bush, now is there? (laughs) Know what I'm saying? I gotta thank my girl Annie for bringing the first story to my attention. It's pretty wild. At first I thought she was yanking my chain, pulling my leg, jerking me around, tugging my... Well, you get the point. But yeah, turns out the story was true. I coupled it with a crime about some other jerk-off, and here we are, about to get messy. Let's get a joke in, then move on with the show, shall we? Alright guys, I gotta get something off my chest. My wife told me that she has never pleasured herself while on her period. But I know that's a lie, because yesterday, I caught her (laughs) red-handed. everybody hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as i serenade you with a couple tales of low-level true crime and don't worry about the sticky interior my friends i had a little spill in the back seat earlier (laughs) sorry about that number 113, Whack Jobs. I've embarrassed myself more than enough on this podcast, and like I've said before, my mom tunes into every episode. Or at least that's what she tells me. So I'm going to sit this one out and not discuss one of my many ejaculation escapades. But don't worry, I was surfing the World Wide Web and found an article on thechive.com titled, People Share Their Most Embarrassing Masturbation Stories. And I'm going to tell you about this one sent in from Wet and Wild 99. He says, I was home alone after a pretty stressful day at work. Decided it was a good time to rub one out. So I grab my laptop and load up some class A porn. I was getting way too into it. I started to stand up and pretend I was actually getting some. (laughs) I finish after some time and I'm very satisfied with myself. Until I look out the window, I see who I can only assume to be two Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, they were witnesses, all right. These were two older ladies standing in my driveway, staring into my window. Mouths slightly agape, in complete disbelief. They turned around and got into their car, and thankfully, I haven't seen them around my house since. Okay, our first story takes place in Salem, which is the capital city of the state of Oregon. 
Salem has a population of about 180,000 people, so it's not that big, all things considered. As for the crime over there, let's check in with our friends at Neighborhood Skeptacular for more. Ooh, Salem receives a 5 on the crime index, meaning it's only safer than 5% of U.S. cities. Chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime are just 1 in 212. 1 in 279 for the rest of Oregon. And on Saturday, December 21st, 2013, we're going to join a man who contributed to the city's crime numbers in a negative way. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And while last-minute shoppers are no doubt desperately searching for last-minute items to put under their tree, 37-year-old Andrew Frey has some issues of his own, completely non-Christmas related. He's beginning a meth-fueled weekend that he'll never forget. Well, he won't remember the details, but that's cool, because the police and shopkeepers will fill him in. And he can always read about himself in the newspapers. Whether he smoked it, snorted it, injected, or ingested it, Mr. Frey got that meth in him, and he's ready to rock. I gotta say, I've never touched meth, but it must be one hell of a drug. It's dangerous, it ruins lives, yet it just keeps you coming back for more. I'd like to try it just once, to see what all the fuss is about, but I'm afraid I may enjoy it too much. Plus, I'm weird enough, and I'm juggling too many balls in the air already to go down that road. Saturday must have been fairly low-key, with Andrew just chilling at his home, but after staying up all night, partaking in some partaying, he starts to get sloppy. On Sunday afternoon, a little before 1 p.m., police get a call from a locksmith. See, he had been called to Andrew's home, provided whatever service our boy needed, and now Andrew refused to pay the poor guy. When police arrive at the home to settle this dispute, Andrew is gone. The moose is loose. And he sauntered out of there and made his way over to Toad's Brooks Market and Deli on Portland Road. It's a deli slash convenience store jobby. He was just loitering on the premises, acting sketchy, which caused security at the plaza to give him the boot and kindly escort him off the property to become someone else's problem. And that works. Brooks Deli was located at 8975 Portland Road. Andrew drifted not too far after that to 9015 Portland Road, to Iggy's Bar and Grill. And this is where things will get out of hand, or into hand, uh, depending on how you want to look at it. It's the scene of the crime, so let's get to know the place a little better. Iggy's has a four-star average from 108 Google reviews. Johnny B gives five stars and says... Great hole-in-the-wall bar where you can eat, drink, and gamble in a laid-back atmosphere. Great bartenders, too. Right on. Wonder what kind of gambling he's talking about. Maybe they have poker nights or one of them video poker machines or roulette in the back or something. Anyway, sounds fantastic. Rain M also gives five stars and says, Lively local place to visit with lots to do like pool, darts, and skee-ball. Great lunch specials and good food. We all got the $5 burger special, plus added the salad bar. All-you-can-eat salad bar has a good selection as well. Can't wait to come back again for karaoke night. Good atmosphere and fun place to be. Comfortable tables and clean. They also have a bar entrance and a family entrance for the restaurant. Wow, this place actually sounds cool. But there must be some negatives. Ah, here's one. From Darton. Sadly. I would give it zero stars. This used to be my favorite place to go for karaoke. 
Great DJs, attentive staff, excellent sound system, and amazing range of song selections. The mirror ball and black and white tile floor also made it fun. Great singers in the crowd as well. Went there last Thursday and had a horrible time. There were just two of us there on a Thursday night, which was weird. The music was blaring, but worse than that, they also had music playing at the bar that was super loud and distracting. I talked to unfriendly bartender Glenda, shout out, about it, and she said it was fine. She couldn't hear it. Mind you, she wasn't singing, so she wouldn't turn down the music. And speaking of Glenda, she's not friendly. Never has been. And when she brings you food, she wants the money right then. You have to get your own straws and napkins. Then there was the karaoke. The DJ I've never met before managed to find every off version of songs I chose. Unless they become more customer friendly and get decent DJs back, I'm done. That's a shame. And a few of the negative reviews I saw mentioned Grumpy Glenda, the bartender who seemed to be sucking the fun out of the joint. Sadly, Iggy's Bar and Grill is no more. One of the many victims of the pandemic. They temporarily shut their doors sometime in 2020 and just never came back. Seems like things were fizzling out over there anyway. But Iggy's Bar and Grill used to be a happening place, especially back in 2013. So let's go back to that happy time and join Andrew at the bar. Speaking of happy, Andrew is very happy apparently because he's got a boner. Yep. And you want to know how I know this? Because he exposed himself to the bartender, then started stroking the old salami right in front of them. Unfortunately, I believe this was before Glenda's era. Say what you want about her shitty customer service, but I'm pretty sure, given her reputation, she would have reached right over the bar and ripped this man's dick off. But it's not her, and this bartender decides to call the police and let them deal with it. Fair enough. Deputy Pete Walker is first to arrive on the scene. Lucky guy. And when he gets there, he is directed towards the bathroom. That's where Andrew decided to take this party for one. And he's in there, still doing the five-knuckle shuffle. He's charming the snake, riding the unicycle, debugging his hard drive. You get what I'm saying. Deputy Walker tried to get Andrew to stop, but he just wouldn't. So he pulled out his taser and used it multiple times on our boy. But the zapping seemed to have no effect on him. A physical altercation ensues between Peter and Andrew, and Andrew's Peter. So Andrew, ever the multitasker, is beating his meat while beating the officer. Like I said, meth is one hell of a drug. When the deputy first entered the facility, he called for backup, but reception was bad in there, and the dispatcher lost contact with him. Erring on the side of caution, thankfully they dispatched multiple officers to the scene. Fifteen of them showed up from three different jurisdictions, Salem, Kaiser, and Marion County. It was a all-hands-on-dick, oh, pardon me, all-hands-on-deck situation. It took several of these officers to finally subdue our boy Andrew and get him into custody. Andrew's not a big guy. I've seen photos, not dick pics. I just mean his body in general isn't that big. But imagine how nasty that would be, trying to tackle this half-naked, fully aroused meth head in a dingy public bathroom, no less. I thank these officers for their service. Andrew Frey would later say he remembered nothing of this melee. Yay, that rhymed. Anyway, say no to drugs, kids. And whether he remembered it or not, it happened. And Andrew was charged with public indecency, resisting arrest, and theft of services. 
What a way to end the weekend. Let's see what they have to say about this over in the Daily Mail comment section. Gator says, Down here in Florida, nobody would have reported it. Yep, just a typical Sunday over there. CT says, He's hot. Too bad he's a druggie. Why are all the good ones messed up? (laughs) He is kind of cute though, now that she mentions it. I mean, I wouldn't let him rub one out on me or anything. But still, a handsome man. Tiva Small adds, Fifty Shades of Frey. I like that. And Ben the Duck says, The cops had their hands full that day. And so did Andrew. He certainly did. He certainly did. I gotta tell you about Factor, everybody. Factor is awesome. And they make eating better easy with their delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Do you like to save time? Of course you do. With Factor, every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and ready to go in just two minutes. There's no prep and no mess. The meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no cooking or cleanup necessary, which is great if you're a person like me who is always on the go. Eating fast food is fun, but let's face it, it's usually greasy and has become quite expensive. We've done the math, the numbers are in, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious so you can feel good about your choices. So what are you waiting for, Illegalites? Head to factormeals.com slash excusemethatsillegal50 and use code excusemethatsillegal50 to get 50% off. That's code excusemethatsillegal50 at factormeals.com slash excusemethatsillegal50 to get 50% off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go to the gym, go for a run, read a book, take a nap? I'd probably take a nap. Yeah, definitely take a nap. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? And therapy can help you find what matters most to you, so you can do more of it. It's also helpful for learning positive coping skills, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sounds good, don't it? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Here's what you got to do. Visit BetterHelp.com slash excuse me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash excuse me. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Let's move on to our second story. And this one takes place in Florida. Oh boy. Specifically, Wildwood. 
a very fitting name, considering the incident we have coming up. Wildwood is a small city in Sumter County. In 2010, it had a population of just 6,709 people. We are headed to the McDonald's over there, and instead of Google reviews, I checked out Yelp for a change. This location received a 1.9 star average from 27 Yelp reviews. Let's check in with Jim V, who says, My friend and I had a poor visit to this McDonald's. We were traveling at about 11 p.m. and hit the drive-thru for a quick burger. It was anything but quick. It took almost 20 minutes to get two combo meals from the regular menu. Nothing special order, just regular sandwiches, fries, and a regular drink. I'll give high marks to the fountain drinks. Those were right. The fries were a close second. They may have been under a heat lamp for 10 minutes, but were still of McDonald's quality standards. The sandwiches were a disaster. Super salty and tasting like cardboard served on a stale bun. I know why I haven't been to McDonald's in five years. The quality and expediency has suffered tremendously through the years. We weren't the only patrons with problems. The car in front of us was still there when we left. I don't know what the problem was with their order, but it took longer than 20 minutes for them to get back on the road with some food. There are many other options for other fast food establishments. I would recommend utilizing some of the others until this venue can meet McDonald's standards of food prep and service. Wow. Very thorough review from Jimbo. Next, we got Dano. This is a one star, by the way. So was the other one. Very slow service, especially through drive-thru. Screwed up and didn't check my order for completeness. Had to prove I ordered a sandwich by handing them back my receipt. Waited 20 minutes in the drive-thru. Ridiculous. They tried to blame the car in front of me for the screw-up. Had to remind them that they still owed me a drink. Ordered a Diet Coke. They gave me a Dr. Pepper. <sighs> Too late to turn around. They get an F for this one. In McDonald's defense here, they were doing you a favor, Danny. Dr. Pepper is a far more superior soft drink than a Diet Coke. I'd take DP over DC any day of the week. Anywho, let's get into this story, which takes place in 2013, just like the other one. A few months earlier, though, September 21st, on a Saturday evening, 5.40 p.m. approximately, and this is when 65-year-old Steve Orville Clemens pulls up to the drive-thru places his order, then pulls out his penis. Yep, that's what he does. The cashier doesn't notice this perverted act just yet. He hands her some cash, and when she reaches down to give him his change, that's when she notices Steve having a stroke. And no, I don't mean he's having a medical crisis. He's literally stroking his penis. <laughs> Which is hilarious, but disturbing. And it gets worse, because he gets aggressive. Steve grabs one of the woman's hands and pulls it into his vehicle. He's trying to get her to help him out. Thankfully, the shocked cashier yanks her hand back before she touches his wrinkled rod. He must have thought this was one of those full-service McDonald's he's been hearing about. The Miami New Times newspaper had a good line. They said Steve was looking for a happy ending to go with his happy meal. Well done. So back to the quick-thinking cashier. She closes the drive-thru window and gets on the phone with 911. When police arrive, our boy Steve, he gone. He probably sped out of there at 20 miles an hour with his blinker on the whole time. You know, old people. Police get a good description of his vehicle and are able to easily find him in a nearby gas station. 
Steve still has his pants around his ankles at this point, but he covers up his junk with a t-shirt. Suddenly our boy has become bashful. Police take him into custody and he is hit with a misdemeanor battery charge. Steve's mugshot is wild. He's got gray hair, a gray and yellow flannel shirt, and a big smile on his face. He looks like a Mr. Rogers type. Very wholesome, friendly looking guy. Making his actions all the more creepy. He doesn't seem to realize the severity of the situation. And this is one of my biggest fears about getting old. I've kind of dipped into this before. It's not that my knees are going to creak, my back's going to ache, my balls are going to droop. That I'll start hunching over even more than I do already. My already big nose and ears will keep getting bigger. My unit's going to stop working. My prostate's going to get larger. I've accepted those things already. It's the mental game. It's when my self-awareness goes out the window. When I'm not able to ignore my intrusive thoughts anymore and they take over. When I'm pinching ladies' butts at the grocery store. That's when I'm going to have troubles. The Daily Mail didn't get a hold of this story, unfortunately, so no comments from them. But don't fear, because we have some comments from an article done by Lipstick Alley. That's where I get most of my news. And beauty tips. Lord Prince says, LOL, he's such a pervert. Not sure what's so funny about this, my lord. But yeah, he is a pervert. Inner Peace pipes up and adds, Disgusting and disturbing. May he get all the hand jobs he desires. In jail. Ooh, never thought about that. I'm sure he will get loads of partners, if that's where he's headed. Of course, he'll likely be giving the hand jobs and not be on the receiving end. His poor arthritic hands will be working overtime. And lastly, we got Tall T, who made me laugh. He needs a punch in his old arsed nuts. If that had been me, I'd have talked to him just long enough to reach for a cup of hot coffee so I could throw it right in his lap. See if it's funny now, bitch. Okay, imagine some piping hot coffee right on his junk. What a punishment that would be. No cops needed. Although I guess it would be Steve calling 911 if that were the case. I don't know what to think about old Steve here. Maybe he's a good guy, or was a good guy, and maybe he's not. But one thing's for sure, he better change his horn dog ways, because if he doesn't get himself under control, it is most definitely not going to be a beautiful day in his neighborhood. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 113, Whack Jobs. I hope those stories left you as satisfied as they left me. Gonna have a smoke after this one, and perhaps a cold shower. All right, you know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Let me hear your softcore crimes. Your softcore crimes. Let me hear your softcore crimes. Ooh, this listener confession comes in from Baby Seal, who is a returning um, confessioner, I guess. Let's have a listen. Hey, back with another story. No crime, just cringe. So, one time when I was in my early 20s, I went over to a friend's house. She was having a few people over, but at first it was just her and I. So we decided we were going to drink a lot before anyone else got there so that the boys wouldn't steal all the liquor. Don't know why. So that's what we did. When her boyfriend got home, he brought some food and chips from Subway, where we all worked at the time. So we snacked, and that's about the last thing that I recall of the night. 
Later on, I was told the rest of the story as follows. So at one point, she took out her pet snake to show me, and I screamed loudly because it was a big snake. She had a lot of exotic pets. And a neighbor heard me scream and called the cops because they thought something was wrong. When the cops got there to check on the situation, they thought it was domestic abuse or something. They saw the snake and took a big step back. We explained the story and they left. Later on, when more people arrived, we were telling the story about the snake and the cops. And they asked me, about what time was that? And in the middle of my answer... A projectile vomit apparently sounded something like about 11 30. I was so embarrassed, but apparently they thought it was hilarious to see this brown orange Cheeto Jaeger goop come out mid sentence without skipping a beat. So there's my story. Hopefully, it's not too gross for you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Love it. And you should know by now, nothing grosses me out. Bring it on, I say. All right, if you have a petty crime confession or an embarrassing story, or better yet, an absolutely disgusting one, shoot me an email. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com. There's a link in the show notes, along with links to the Patreon, PayPal, and all my social media accounts. Hit me up. Before we get out of here, I have a promo to play for you from a podcast called Employee Number One, the Industrial Accident Podcast. This one isn't exactly true crime, but there are plenty of victims. Give it a shot if you're not too squeamish. I think you'll enjoy it. That's all I got for you for now, but come meet me right back here in another 10 days and I'll happily serve you up a hearty helping of softcore scumbaggery. Peace! You gotta be a real sick son of a bitch to put a price tag on human life. You've got to be even worse to laugh about it. Hey, OSHA writes the reports. We just read them. So join us at Employee Number One, the Industrial Accident Podcast. Employee Number One, the Industrial Accident Podcast. Be warned. Employee number one, the Industrial Accident Podcast, contains rough language, rough content, and a heap and helping of mockery. If you're easily offended, you might want to skip it.